All right. Good afternoon, everybody, and hope everyone's safe and healthy. And uh, it's been a few weeks since uh, we uh, joined you. I know we got an extension with the tax season. So I am here today with Joshua Lance and the head of accounting with Practice Ignition. And so we are excited for you guys to have uh, uh, join us today listen in we're gonna be talking about the latest trends and what's going on in the accounting industry and so joshua thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and uh please tell us more about yourself yeah, yeah thanks for having me here uh my name is josh lance uh, i am the head of accounting at practice mission uh, and really my role there is helping firms uh kind of grow and build better firms using technology um and so i work interact and work a lot with firm owners hear their kind of pains and struggles and things like that uh, and, and kind of help them kind of, you know, grow their practice or even get, uh, you know, the right processes and technology in place to help uh, facilitate that. Uh, in addition to that, I'm also, I also run a CPA firm. Uh, so I'm the founder and managing director of Lance CPA Group, which is a, a fully virtual remote CPA practice uh, that I've ran for the past six years. So, um, you know, uh, so, you know, some of that even helps me with my role at the practice too, of just kind of telling how we've kind of done things and how we've changed and adapted uh, as, uh, as things have changed and adapted in the accounting world. Right. It's a lot, a lot's gone on yeah. and, uh, and to say the least now, how did you get into the whole, um, uh, the CK field and, and what, is there a backstory behind it or is it just kind of something you always wanted to do or. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit of some I've always wanted to do. So I first got introduced to like with accounting in high school. Um, my high school had accounting classes you could take, and I took them, and I thought they were really great. And so I was like, yeah, hey, I guess that's what I'll major in when I go to college. Um, and so I graduated from college, landed at a large CPA firm uh, as an auditor for, and I was doing that for about seven years. Um, left as a lot of people do, leave public accounting, and they go to. Um, uh, you know, corporates. I went to a family office, was a controller for a bit before launching my own practice. Uh, so um, I've kind of seen both sides of the table there, been with kind of larger firms now in a, a smaller practice uh, and kind of see how those kind of things are, are you know, different and, and kind of things that uh, smaller firms have advantages of as far as being more agile and, and, and being more ability to kind of take advantage of new technology and new things that are out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the... Uh, with prior to, to the, the pandemic and, and, and it seemed sometimes that um, uh, accounts could be uh, transactional accounts mm. and it's it evolving to more of a, like a holistic advisor. And what have you noticed in, in, the, in this transition and how um, uh, firms are managing with their clients? And, and so can mm. you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I think, you know, for, you know, pre-pandemic, a lot of firms were very traditional, kind of set in their ways and kind of follow this. Well, we'll just do the same thing last year and we're not really going to rock the boat as far as change or anything like that. Right. And uh, and if you ask them, you know, like, hey, what do you think about remote, you know, staff or or doing things virtually with your clients before the pandemic? They're like, oh, that's not going to happen. That's not how we work. That's not how <laughs> yeah. clients want to work. Right. Like we can't and yeah. I can't trust my team, whatever, all that. Uh, and so there's all these excuses that exist. And then the pandemic happened, which forced that shift uh, into like, okay, you actually have to change now. In other words, you're not going to exist as a CPA practice anymore. Uh, and so, you know, I think some of the things they were fearful of or things like, oh, that won't work. 
they had to put in place and saw that it actually did work and it worked actually pretty well uh, and saw the kind of advantages of like, okay, well, I can make these changes and I can try new things like having remote staff or uh, try new things like leveraging technology and work with my clients virtually uh, and it still works and it's still in a lot of ways can be better. Uh, and so some of that fear now is gone of, okay, this won't work or uh, I can't trust my employees. Just going to work at home, you know, be at home watching Netflix all the time and not do any work, right? Uh, they saw that like actually this does work, and and we can actually be even more productive in this environment. So, um, I think that this has kind of been a real huge catalyst of change. And and now firms are really starting to think about okay, how do I not just use this as a, a temporary, well, here's how to work for this period of time. And then when things get back to normal, I can go back to my prior way of working, but like, how can I continue this on and grow my practice uh, in this new kind of world and this new yeah, kind of the, paradigm that we're in? It's, it's so funny because um, uh, you're, you're spot on and, and the remote workforce is nothing new. I mean, the internet started 30, 40 years ago and remote working has been started ever since mm -hmm. but yeah the accounting industry has just been slow to adapt or just always you know turned a blind eye to it and then yeah. boom <laughs> they get pushed yeah. right into it so the first thing you need to do is holy cow how do i manage the team remotely mm -hmm. what's going on right yeah. so are, are you finding um clients that are, that are coming to you um, are completely lost or are they having a, a good idea there's a lot of hesitation especially with that word cloud what are you seeing? Yeah, I think there there is just a lot of information out there, right? And sometimes it's hard to sift through. Like, I've yeah. like what do I actually do here, right? And um, you can listen to a lot of different webinars and see all the great technology or like all the different ways of running your practice or growing your practice. But how do I actually tangibly do that, right? Like those are good, lofty, yeah. nice ideas. Uh, and I can see the value and fruit of it, especially now that you've kind of started to adapt to some of these things. But how do I actually tangibly do this on a day-to-day -day basis and make those changes and, and and kind of reshape my firm to take advantage of this new situation, right? And so um, I think that's where a lot of firms are kind of in right now is, okay, what do I keep on, what do I do next? Like, what's my next step in this? And how do I, um, you know, use what I've learned this past year and, and adapt into these changes? And how do I continue to do that going forward? Uh, and what are those, those kind of next right steps for our company, right? And so, uh, a lot of the firms that I talk to, that's kind of where they're at is they know the change needs to happen. They've seen the change being fruitful in their firm so far. Uh, and they're just trying to figure out how do I continue to do this and what are my next steps in doing it? Yeah, it's, it's once, you, once you get involved with the, with the new um, the, the practice workflow and your structure, um, and you'll see the technology, you could love it, you could hate it, but you have to embrace it. Yeah. And it's there for you. Um, but there's always that concern, especially with the sensitivity of the, the data there. And so uh, what have you guys seen as far as you know, questions in regards to that? Or has that been a big hesitation or has that been easy to overcome? Yeah, I think there's been, I mean, there are people who have that question of like, okay, we're using cloud technology and is that secure or not, right? Um, and some of the things I talk to them about is, okay, well, what are you doing right now? And a lot of times it's, well, we have a server in our office and it sits there and that's where all of information is at and that's where we access it. Is that secured? How do you know that's secure? Right? Like how much money are you put towards <laughs> security towards that? Um, I, I have a friend who was in a firm in Seattle and that's what their thought was. We have this great you know, server in our office. We have some security on it. We feel safe and confident. Well, their server got breached during the tax season. Uh, their information was used. They couldn't uh, file returns. Like it was all, it was a huge mess. Um, and they thought they had that security in place. And the reality is like, 
the amount of money that cloud companies put towards security is insane. Like there, that's a huge concern for them. And if the security doesn't work for, you know, some of these cloud apps uh, that you've utilized and, or there's a huge security breach, like that could be the, the end of that business, right? There's so much riding on that security. Uh, and so they're putting a lot of effort in it. They're going through audits in it. They uh, have people whose dedicated job is to ensure the security of their, of their software. Uh, and that's something probably you don't have in your office. And that's something you're probably not doing on your servers or, or the kind of desktop applications you may be using already, right? And so, um, you know, when that, so when that question comes up of, is this secure or how I trust it? It's, uh, well, what are you doing towards keeping your stuff secure? And what are these companies doing? Uh, and uh, you start to see, okay, well, they're actually, this is a huge priority for them. They have a lot of things in place to keep things secure, uh, really more so than you'll ever do, especially as a small firm owner. Um, uh, you know, kind of putting your, your, your trust in those, those companies, um, they're, they have to kind of fulfill that and, and, and keep things secure and not have data breaches or downtime or, or things like that. And so they're going to invest the money and effort in doing that much more than you'll ever be able to do in your own office or to protect your own server. Yeah, 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 spot on. And what, I, what I'm noticing too is um, with clients is that they're kind of, uh, with their clients, um, kind of fed up. Right. At one time, one uh, extension after another extension kept coming and, you know, things are still delayed, documents waiting on uh, certain items. And I'm seeing a lot of, uh, of clients kind of not necessarily fire, but, you know, set new uh, onboarding procedures um, mm -hmm. in place. Yeah. So when you first started, uh, you said you're a cloud only firm. Were you like that the entire time? And kind of why did you go right into that model? Yeah, so I think for me, when I started Lance CPA Group, uh, I knew I wanted to leverage the latest technology. Um, you know, I my experience in a in a prior in my prior CPA firm, we actually had a lot of great technology in place. We just weren't utilizing it well. Um, I mean, people would be situations where we'd go on a client site to do work, and we'd, everyone just in the conference room on their laptops doing the work. Like we could have done that at home. Like we didn't have to travel to the client sites and the conference room to do that, right? Uh, and so I know the power of technology and utilizing it and. Uh, and I also knew the things I wanted in my own life, right? Like I didn't want to be tied to an office. I wanted to see my family. I, I wanted to kind of set my own way of working. And, uh, and I wanted that for my employees too. Uh, and so uh, when uh, I started, the whole idea at the beginning was to be fully virtual and fully have fully remote employees and, and use all cloud-based technology because we could uh, not only uh, kind of build the firm that I wanted, but serve the way the, cli the clients the way I wanted to. Um, so we're highly niched in the craft beer industry. Uh, we're high initial digital agencies. And so we serve those clients across the country, you know, not local to where I'm in Chicago. Uh, and, uh, and that's a huge benefit to us. And that was kind of the idea in the, in the, the beginning of let's, let's have this focused industry of, of where we're going to work. Let's use the latest technology. Let's have a remote workforce and really leverage all those things to our advantage. Yeah, it's, it's refreshing to hear this because um, you, you said it yourself, a lot of times um, uh, you can hire and you can work with clients nationwide. They don't have to just be in your specific town. Yeah. And clients that are moving, you don't have to be fully virtual, but yeah, you had to become partially virtual. And clients are starting to realize, um, my clients that they can hire and have clients anywhere. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you could have had this the whole time. <laughs> and so uh, with, um, with your team in place and, and remote workforce in general, obviously you're comfortable with it. Is there any advice or any, 
um, uh, assistance you guys give with that as far as when the clients are looking to hire uh, new staff now virtually? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of great advantages to that, right? Like you're opening it up um, your talent pool uh, beyond just where you live, right? And uh, especially if you maybe don't live in a highly populous area or there isn't a great talent pool around you, right? Like uh, you're now leveraging, you know, kind of the best and brightest talent across the country, which I think is uh, super helpful. Uh, and it's something that uh, really allows you to get really quality people into your firm as a result. Because um, not a lot of firms are doing that, right? You know, the pandemic kind of shifted that focus and now firms are seeing, okay, that's a viable option. Uh, but uh, that's still something that's not, you know, people aren't doing across the board. And so, you know, I hear firms talk about the struggle to hire and struggle to get people into their firms. And then when you talk about it, it's like, you know, they have these kind of very old outdated processes. They're looking for a set person. They ask to be local. They got to come to my office and all these things. And, and they're really limited in themselves at that point. Yeah. Uh, and as you look to kind of say, okay, well, if I can have that person work wherever uh, and, uh, and serve my clients, you know, and, and do the work I need to do, um, I don't need them to come to an office and they can be where they live or wherever that may be. And, uh, and, and with the technology in place that becomes real easy to facilitate that. Uh, and so now, now that kind of shifts things to where, um, you know, you can really get the right people in that, that fit your firm well. And, uh, you know, I, I know when we go and hire and, and put a job posting out there, we'll get hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of applications for an accounting job. Whereas if I just probably, you know, focus locally, I may get, you know, 10 or five, right? And I'm not really, you know, uh, maybe getting the best and brightest talent at that time, right? So this is uh, really kind of expands that out and uh, really ensures you get the right talent into your firm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And being able to um, uh, work with the technology and have you know, the staff, not just in your specific area. And, and yes, this is American economy, but this is um, this has always been, you know, a global economy. Yeah. And it's starting to make people realize too, heck, I, I, I got off a call right before this where the client had worked with um, offshore staff in the Philippines, India, and Australia. I was like, wow. So I don't have to spend time talking to you about the offshore concept, three different countries. I mean, it is everywhere. And so that's really opened up the eyes mm -hmm the accounting community, specifically uh, the small to mid-sized market for sure. So practitioners, I think like once you reach that 10 to 12 spot, it's really hard to go to the next step and kind yeah. of scale your business and practice. Uh, but with technology and the ability to have remote staff in place, you know, it's just like us having this meeting today. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to be in person. And are you seeing... Um, uh, as you as you continually scale and grow, are are you working with any offshore staff? Are you just or working with um, remote staff here in the states or in your town? Or how's that uh, aspect been for you? Yeah, so we have, like I said, we're from fully remote as far as our staffing goes. Um, most every, everyone right now is currently based in the U.S. Um, that has not always been totally the case, but that's that's a case right now. Um, and and I think it's really for us, it's it's just getting the right capacity in there, right and. Um, uh, and I think that's a huge issue in firms is understanding what their capacity is uh, and then trying to make sure you have the right capacity in place and, and fits the right roles, right? So um, like for us, like we're even, you know, as we look into this next, you know, six months, we're re-envisioning kind of like how our, even our staffing looks and knowing that we have staff that, you know, may not want to be client facing, right? And be more internal, right? Well, that's the case when you start to build that out, that really not opens up this talent pool of, okay, we can have a lot of people regardless that they could be in the US, they could be, uh, you know, 12 hours a different time zone. Uh, but if they're all kind of, you know, serving that kind of same goal and that same level of work, 
um, you know, that, that kind of serves that need, right? And so, um, you know, I think in, in talking to a lot of promoters, they're, they're seeing that aspect of, um, I really need capacity to handle these types of roles and this type of work. And I need to get that off my plate too. And I think that's a big thing as a firm owner, especially smaller firms is uh, the struggle to keep everything in your kind of on your plate, right? And, and you can't grow or scale a firm that way. And so um, finding that capacity and, and getting that the right people in to do that. And, and that may be local to you, that may be on the other side of the country, maybe it's the other side of the world. Um, but uh, understanding kind of your model and what you need lets you kind of figure out what's the best fit for you. And then to get that staff in and, and make that work. So it's spot on. And with, with the accounting community in general, I mean, it's, um, I think I was reading about it's growing and over the next decade, it's supposed to grow another 4%. And it's on par with most industries. So I mean, it's not going anywhere, especially with the ever-changing laws, regulatory mm-hmm. environment, the, uh, the globalization of it. So that a lot's going to be changing. And so Elliot's beats asking, um, oh, is this the future? Is this now, or is it going to get, is it going to keep uh, evolving or what are your, what are your thoughts as far as the, uh, the accounting industry yeah, um, yeah. in the next decade? I mean, it's, I think the pace of change is only quicker and faster. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's your firm needs to be able to uh, be able to adapt that change and, and take advantage of that change. And if you can, you're going to see massive growth in your firm. And if you can't, you're not willing to, uh, you're going to see your firm start to shrink up a bit and die, right? Because uh, the way the economy is moving, the way businesses need help from their accountants is changing, right? And so you have to be adaptable to that. And if you are, then you're going to reap the rewards of, of that growth that will happen. But uh, but you have to have that change that happens first, right? And so um, I, you know, I think with a lot of firms with the pandemic, that's kind of started been a catalyst of change, but it's, you keep that change going forward or do you stop again and kind of get stuck in your ways? And, um, you know, as we see things grow and change and um, the technology change with it, right? Like we know intrinsically that um, some of the manual type work that we do is going to shrink over time because technology is going to replace a lot of that uh, to make it more efficient and effective. And as that happens, we have to be able to uh, change our focus between doing the actual work and then advising our clients uh, and changing the priority of our time there, right? And so um, I think as we see as we see things change, uh, we start to see more of that uh, kind of shift of okay, how we actually serve our clients, and uh, and I think the pandemic also kind of pushed that on the client side of clients expected more. They needed more help. Uh, they needed help kind of understand what's the kind of you know go through this you know time period and and come out the other side in a uh, in a place where they can still be successful. And so uh, a lot of accountants stepped into that role to help that out and kind of uh, develop that. And as such, uh, you know, we'll see more of that. Uh, kind of need from the clients. You have to be able to be able to serve that. And if uh, you're solely stuck on just, you know, doing the work, you're going to miss out on that opportunity as well. Yeah, there's a lot of that, um, the attitude of uh, if it ain't broke, why why <laughs> fix it? And, but change is constant, uh, yeah. no matter what industry you're working in. And, and, and I see it uh, very prevalent where they're stuck in their own ways. And, yeah. and, and it's unfortunate because there's just so many tools and resources right there for yeah. you to take right. full advantage of. You know, there's, if you have the right mix of people and your mm-hmm. processes and, and, and technology, shoot, I mean, the, the sky's the limit, as you right. can say. And, right. But also what I've seen is take a toll on, and we kind of talked about it um, but, but right before the call with our uh, taking a trip, is mental health. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been sh- uh, straining, and mm-hmm. and I mean, I worked remotely for four years. You you owned a virtual firm, so yeah. nothing to do for us. But still, I I was in complete shock, and I I ended up mm-hmm. I, I tell this story in a weekly webinar that I do, and and uh, I was supposed to go on vacation March seventeenth. That day, the borders closed. And for some reason, I, I went to the store and I just bought pastries and donuts and cake. And I just ate for one straight week and I didn't even realize it. So yeah. it, 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 it and then with all the changing and that the, the, the three P's all the time and hearing that, I mean, what, what have you seen? And what are some things that you do to kind of relax yourself nowadays? Yeah, I think you have to have that that focus on your own mental health and self-care and uh, and pay a lot pay attention to that. And. Um, I know, especially for accountants, you know, we did a lot to serve clients uh, and help in their time of need and kind of put ourselves to the back burner. But we do have to take care of ourselves because otherwise you'll burn out, we'll get sick. Uh, our mental health will just go down to the tubes, right? And so uh, paying attention, that's important. You know, for me, uh, you know, I just really get out once a day and just kind of walk around and listen to a podcast and just kind of relax a bit and uh, and just and take that time for myself, right? And and that's not selfish at all, right? Like I need that to recharge. I need that to be effective to my teammates, to my clients, uh, to all the firms I work with in practitioner, right? Like I need to have that time for myself. Otherwise, I'm not going to be effective in any of those arenas. And so, um, I think to most, you know, for accounting firms to spend some time focusing in on that uh, is important. Uh, and know like this is stressful, and this is there's a lot going on. There's been a lot of change in tax law, and a lot of change in how you're serving your clients, and uh, and know that you have to take care of your staff and make sure they're seeing that. And I've seen too many times where firm owners or business owners will promote mental health and do those things, but they won't do it for themselves. Uh, and then the teammates or the people who are working for them say like, well, if they're not going to do it themselves, like I'm not going to do it as well, or they don't seem to be as important, or maybe that was just what service they were paying there. Uh, and you actually have to take care of yourself. Uh, uh, and so, uh, you know, at our firm, one of the things that we do uh, to even incentivize that for our team is we give them a $50 stipend every month for self-care purposes. Um, so they can take that. And if that is to pay for some yoga classes, is that the massage, if that is to buy some books to read because that's what self-care means to them, then, then go ahead and do that. Um, because that awesome. if, you're, if you're taking care of yourself, um, you'll be able to take care of your clients better. Uh, you'll be in a better state of mind uh, and be able to kind of deal with everything that's going on. Yeah, a lot of people just you, know, you have this, especially with the, the the season that we're currently in. You still have to take a moment for yourself, yeah. and and realize that you know you're you're not a robot. None of us are robots, and, <laughs> and, and you take that time and also check in with your team because mm-hmm. moving to the remote environment, there were a lot of clients I worked with uh, that were like, "I'm here today because I just lost my whole team. <laughs> they, <laughs> no one wanted to work remotely. Yeah. They were all uncomfortable, and I didn't know." I, the clients say, I didn't realize this. I didn't know this. Uh, what do I do? And then they just didn't could envision this. And, yeah. um, you know, we were able to help them out. But at the same time, you know, check in with, it, it, like you said, one-on-one, right? If you yeah. if, if make sure that you make yourself uh, vulnerable, available, but, yeah. and be humble, but also check in one-on-one because yeah. you never know uh, what's going on and For if you sure. don't speak with them. Yeah. And I think too, like when you go remote or you now have remote employees, you have, that, you have to be more proactive and connecting with them. Because um, yeah. if you don't, then they just feel very left on that, left out kind of on an island by themselves where they get yeah. isolated. They feel like, okay, no one cares about me. No one's checking in on me. Do they even care that I exist here? Right. And 
<laughs> you have to do that, right? You have to yeah. be more proactive in that measure, more something even in the office, right? And so uh, that uh, that's something that is a bit of an adjustment. And I think a lot of people learned that over this past year of, okay, like this does feel a little isolating. Like there are benefits when you're in the office because you get to meet and chat with people and have human yeah. connection, right? Uh, you need to replicate that somehow in the virtual world, the virtual environment. So um, yeah. Yeah, I think that was a bit of a learning curve for a lot of firms as they, as they transition was, okay, we have to be more proactive in checking on our people, making sure they're yeah. okay, do one-on-ones and, and not about what work they're working on, but okay, what, right. how, what's going on in your life? Are you doing okay? Are you feeling right? Is there anything I can help yeah. you with? Uh, is there anything we can do to make sure you're better connected or or is there things that are worrying you, right? Like you just have those kind of honest conversations and that, that does a lot to uh, really strengthen the bonds of your team and make sure they they stick with you through this. Yeah, yeah. The that's a that's a very small thing that goes so far. Yeah. It goes beyond anything because it's just a, taking that moment to reach out. They say everything's okay. Doesn't matter. That moment that you took yeah. at, at each other's time will go a long way. Yeah, for sure. Um, Josh, awesome. We had a lot of good uh, things to talk about today. Uh, any final thoughts before we uh, sign off? Yeah, I think uh, for anyone who's listening about change in their practice, uh, make sure you, you you take it in a methodical, you know, don't try to change everything at once, uh, you know, work it through uh, step by step, get buy-in from your team members, have team members champion different changes that you're having in your in your firm. And that goes a long way to ensure those changes actually stick uh, and that you can make those kind of uh, transitions to more uh, nimble firm or virtual firm or more of a firm that's more adaptable for remote employees uh, and having people work wherever they're at around the world uh, and uh, ultimately have a more successful firm as a result. Absolutely, absolutely. So everyone check them out on LinkedIn. It is Joshua Lancey PA, also at practiceignition.com. Again, thank you for taking time out today. Awesome meeting with you. And for now, take care and hopefully we'll speak soon. Thanks. Everyone in the audience, have a great rest of the week and we'll be back soon. Signing off. Take care, Josh.